0: Yeah. Now, just picture me high up with my top down on Highland
1: and sunset doing it. Ronnie, we've talked about this uh, a few times, but I feel like it deserves mentioning again. I, I'm always so appreciative and uh, surprised, pleasantly surprised at all times by, by the community of people who have kind of come around this show and have really made it so much more fun then it really could be without them. And like one of the things that I love reading is when we get, when we get reviews, we never ask for reviews. And people, people go out of their way to, to drop one here and there for us, and it's, it's just the best. Do you have uh, another one? I do. This, one, this one's really new. Um, so this is from At uh, Sharon F. And it says, uh, Did you know that people spend an average of 115 hours per year trying to decide on a movie to watch? This podcast has taken on that problem. They find the movies that are good, and then they tell you why you should watch them. They recently have covered such films as Chef and Don't Think Twice. The hosts are witty and have rapport that makes the show fun to listen to. In addition to the keen insights, I also enjoy the succinctness. Unlike some shows, the reviews do not take longer than the movies themselves.
0: Oh, I like that. Um, You know, what's funny is when you started by saying, I know I've said this before, I thought you were going to talk about 115 hours. Thank you, Sharon F. And what I like from me is and that Rodney. Sharon F. is bringing in that whole idea in that review.
1: So we save people or try to save people 115 hours a year that they would otherwise spend searching for a movie to watch. Yes. Rodney, if I were to save you that time, what would you do with it?
0: Um, I would probably do more exercising um, because right now um, I'm suffering from a very full stomach.
1: Fast food, baby.
0: Of far too much fast food. Yeah. Related to the last episode that we did.
1: On The Founder, on which is about McDonald's. Indeed. Uh, which actually is two episodes ago.
0: It was two episodes ago. Correct.
1: Uh, and it's still sitting in your stomach?
0: It's still. Two weeks later. Wow. Sitting in my stomach.
1: Unbelievable. No, um,
0: heavy. A lot of heavy fast food.
1: So speaking of uh, the people who have come a- around this podcast... Uh, tonight I'm excited because we're doing our first episode. That is a movie that was recommended by one of you uh, on our website that Rodney designed. If you've never been to it, it's downthehallpodcast.com. dot com. You can scroll down. You can actually put in a movie that you think is worth a movie night for people. And if we agree with you after we watch the movie, we're going to do an episode on it and we're going to give you a shout out. Yep. Now this person's no stranger to the show. No. It's, uh, it's Movie Rob. Movie Rob. Movie Rob. We, he actually recommended this movie to us months ago.
0: First name movie, last name Rob.
1: We've been talking about it forever, and finally we got around to it. I had already seen it. Yes. Uh, what's that movie called?
0: The movie is called Dear Zachary. That's right. Not for the faint of heart, but a great
1: movie. Not by any means. And if you're new to us, what we usually do is we give a movie recommendation of the week, but we also will give you a movie to avoid. And what's the movie to avoid this week?
0: The movie to avoid this week is It follows. We'll get
1: to that as well. And we also like to do a topic pertaining to either the movie we're watching that week or one of the actors involved. What's our topic this week, Rodney?
0: Uh, The topic this week is um, feel-good shows to watch. Don't look at me like I was going to forget what you...
1: No, I would never think that. So
0: this is about feel-good shows to watch after you've watched potentially something that is either heavy or sad or disturbing, disturbing in any way, you know, yeah. what's your go-to go-to
1: show or movie that you can, you can, you can put on, go
0: to sleep. It's crazy.
1: No. The brain is crazy. It is. I
0: had a nightmare last night.
1: But what? It doesn't matter. Let's talk about it.
0: No, we shouldn't.
1: I feel like we need to no we won't more on that hopefully soon uh, so that's right so we're going to talk about Dear Zachary we're going to give you a movie to avoid and we're going to do the topic what is your feel good movie or show that you watch after something like Dear Zachary you ready Rod?
0: Um, I couldn't be more ready well, I don't know how you get a podcast but you should look into it
1: yes of course it's down the hall and here we go all right, so this movie uh, is on Netflix, and it's been on Netflix for a while. In fact, when I first heard about it, it was floating around as one of those best movies on Netflix, uh, and it's actually a documentary. And the real title is Dear Zachary, A Letter to a Son About His Father. Now, this doesn't have anyone in it that you would recognize because it's not a movie that is starring any actors or actresses at all. It's a movie that was a documentary done by, uh, the director's name is and writer is Kurt Keane. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yep, you got it. And uh, he's doing it about his murdered best friend. Right. So this is very similar to, I mean, the documentary Making a Murderer. Yeah, or I think it
0: has a big Making a Murderer feel. That but, podcast, yeah. you
1: know, serial. Um, and I think that the reason that we call it a movie uh, night pick is because it is fantastically reviewed, fantastically rated by Rotten Tomatoes, IMDb, et cetera. And we'll get to all those things. Um, but there's not much more info I can give you because there's no, there's no actors or actresses. Like I said, uh, the director hasn't done anything else. It's not even rated. The only thing I'll tell you is that it is about an hour and 35 minutes. So it's not too much of a, to- a time commitment. Uh, Rodney, what's this movie about?
0: Um, so the movie is about, uh, Andrew Bagby is the, the name of the friend who had been murdered. And so, um, you know you you kind of know going into it that he has a son and that this movie is kind of being made to in dedication to the son to talk about you know who his dad was cuz you know his friends and all of you know all of the people in his life loved andrew and um, they all kind of want to get in front of the camera to tell that story but you know i think why it's a movie to recommend despite it being pretty heavy is you're you're going to be engrossed whoever you you know it doesn't matter who you are um you're gonna be engrossed by the story because it's a true story. I, I feel like true crime uh stories are probably pretty popular right now. Oh, they're but, huge, yeah. Um yeah. and this is this is a great example of it. And and honestly, it feels like almost a groundbreaking example because based on everything you'll see, it's certainly shot in early two thousand. I mean it's two thousand eight, yeah. Two thousand um probably be, it was when it was it it came in out, production for right, years yeah. before that, right? Yeah. And so um, you know, it's it's really shot. You know, on pretty basic, uh, basic equipment, but it's all about the stories that are being told. It's all about people's recounting of who Andrew was. And then also all of the footage, like this friend had a ton of footage of, of Andrew, um, in a number of different scenarios. So you're kind of learning who he is. Uh, but more than anything, the reason that it's a movie to recommend, despite it being kind of a, you know, a heavier one. And, and I would say be prepared. It's a, it's an emotional one, um, but a movie to that we're recommending because you're gonna watch it, and I guarantee you'll be on the edge of your seat, yes, wanting to know more about this story, wanting to know more about the circumstances, um, of in the a, murder, and in a way, it's like a whodunit without without giving away
1: anything. I know it's not exactly a whodunit, but in a yep. way, you're you're trying to piece some of this together as it's going, yeah, uh, because this movie was being made at parts in in real time, yeah, after after the murder of of andrew bigby that that, that's his name right i'm sorry andrew bagby uh that this this was them being put together somewhat in real time as uh as his son was going to be born and and his friend wanted to have this done yes in, in time for that
0: right yeah so you know like chet said um it's a movie that is almost developing as it goes um and it's just, it's a great movie. It's, it's a great movie. I don't know how else to say it other than to say, I mean, um, I gave it, uh, I gave it a nine because I just loved it. I, I, nine out of 10. Yeah. Nine out of 10. And I feel like my, my ratings are always based on like how much I want to recommend it. And you know, similar to movie Rob, I think it's because the story is so interesting because the, the guy central to the movie, I think comes across as very interesting. Um, and lovable and you know, the story feels tragic, everything about it. Um, you know, you just want to go out, you, you want other people to be seeing it with you. As I was watching yeah. it, I kind of was like, man, I wish other people were watching this so you can just talk about it. For sure.
1: Yeah. I, I gave it an eight. Um, and, it's uh, certainly not a low eight, uh, for sure. You know, for sure. One of the, I mean, it's definitely the best documentary I've seen. Uh, in terms of like, like a documentary that could also double as like a movie. Yeah. Not like, you know, hours and hours and hours long documentary. Uh, It was was so well done. Fascinating story. Yeah. Uh, And the twists and turns it takes. Yep. Are unique to this movie because the twists and turns are not pre thought out. Like they're not preconceived. They're, the twists and turns of the documentary happen uh, without the director wanting them to. Yeah. He's just reporting on what's continuing to happen as he's making this.
0: What I also love is that, you know, it's, it's essentially a movie that is comprised of home footage. That's kind of cobbled together, edited together. um, But then also just interviews, you know, so picture, just you know, like a, a singular person or couples in front of a camera talking about a particular story or talking about, you know, a relevant detail in the case or whatever it is. And, uh, I think in that process, his parents are amazing people. His parents are inspirational people. That is true. Um, and as you watch, I mean, it's, it's no doubt that they produced, you know, someone who is as caring and beloved as he is because they're beloved. And, uh, um, I think that was a huge component of it too, that like, I fell in love with his parents as I watched this movie. Um, and, you know, you don't have to take our word for it. Other fans can definitely agree with, you know, thousands and thousands of reviews on IMDb. It's got an 8.6 rating. Yeah, so that's really, really high. It might be the highest one that we've done so far. Um, I feel well,
1: like. I think there might have been ones that were newer that haven't stood the test of time yet that were up there. Um, but eight point six is is really high. I think. I
0: mean, nine point one or two or three, like something like that, is like the highest. That the Shawshank is, Redemption or something. Yeah, yeah. I think the and Godfather. I think those are the highest rated, and they're in like low nines. Low nines. So, I mean, yeah. we're literally talking about a movie that competes with some of the highest. Mm -hmm. fan rated movies of all time
1: and so it's it's one that you'll i mean most people who've seen it have given it an extremely high rating but despite it being extremely sad and hard to watch you're telling us it's a movie night pick because of how and like how engrossed the storyline
0: yeah because i it doesn't it doesn't labor on the fact or it doesn't demand that you be upset or sad about it you know i think the story is sad Mm -hmm. and the content is sad but i think the movie is not a sad movie. The movie is not beating you over the head, telling you to feel sad. The movie is begging you to get engrossed into who he was as a person and the details of this whole case. And I feel like regardless of who you're watching it with, I guarantee you, you'll both be s- staring at the TV and then staring at each other or you know, commenting on who these people are. It's because it's it's very re- it's a very real people. Like there's nothing yep. you know these aren't celebrities, these aren't people and you just become engrossed in this singular person's story and all of and how it Im- impacts his family and friends around him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, despite it being a sad movie, we, Rodney and I have a, have a strategic game plan for you, which we're going to get to later in the episode. But right now, we're going to go to uh, ratings and reviews, which is where we discuss the best and worst review uh, from people who are paid to do this.
0: Hey, hate, 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 Double hate, 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 entirely. I like you a lot.
1: All right, Rodney. So before I read the best and worst review, what is the uh the Rotten Tomato score? So that's the the average of all actual professional reviewers. What is their right. score?
0: Uh and to to say it slightly more clearly, basically it's the percentage of people who give it a positive review. Correct. Yeah. So like, you know, B or higher, if you will. And uh it has a ninety four percent uh percentage score in Rotten Tomatoes, which again, just like we were talking about IMDB, is you know, it's right up there with the highest that we've, that we, you that can we've see ever brilliant. done. Right.
1: Absolutely. Um, so this is such an interesting one to read about because when people are giving the best and worst review of, of just, I don't know, uh, a regular movie, um, I think it's much easier to kind of come out with a, a, a free opinion, uh, you know, a worry-free opinion of this, of a movie. But with this, I, I, I can almost imagine uh, someone Having to kind of go through a few different checks and balances in their own mind as yeah, they're absolutely. as they're writing a review because it is such a you know deeply emotional story, yeah, and one that is true, and yeah. one that involves real people
0: and one that is it's it's not made to be criticized or or you know or critically reviewed yeah, in the same it, like it's not asking you to consider some choice that it made about being kind of an indie film it correct. just was an indie film, it was a movie being made by a guy who wanted to describe his best friend to the son that he's never going to see be born. I mean right. that you know like it you know the way that it was made was the way that he was going to make it mm-hmm. with just the equipment that he had.
1: And even some of the better reviews which I'm going to read right here uh you could tell there was a lot of sadness as even they were writing it. So this the, from the worst review uh comes from the variety. It says the way the director presents the material uh, with an aggressive style that lingers less than a second on most shots, uh, it's impossible to not feel emotionally exhausted. So the the idea of like, because it was filmed in, you know, like you said, pretty low budget and just kind of I remember, I do remember it had somewhat of a choppy feel to it at points, yeah. but yeah, oh yeah. I don't think that's why, I, I don't think that's why I felt emotionally exhausted. Not because of the choppiness of how it was, uh, filmed. I think it, the, yeah. the content had more to do yeah, yeah. with the exhaustion. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, the best review, uh, says you can't, oh first of all, it comes from, uh, the Portland Oregonian Oregonian
0: new, new one for us. All right.
1: Uh, it says you can't help getting emotionally involved. Um, And as the central outrage, which is a case of judicial negligence that would seem unbelievable in a work of fiction, plays out, you feel the pain and anger that Bagby's family and friends experienced. Then the story takes a final horrible twist that's almost too much to endure. That's the best review. And I mean, it's true because what they're basically saying is this, this movie is absolutely gripping. And that's what you're trying to focus on. Like when we equate best with happy or best with feel good, that's not, that's not accurate. We're saying yeah. it's the effectiveness of, this, of the storytelling. Oh, it's uh, gripping. And in this, in this review, it's really talking about how, how much emotional uh, investment really gets, you almost don't even have a choice. You're yeah. just immediately drawn in.
0: And I think because it's a true story, I'd be shocked or not shocked maybe, but I'd be surprised if people who watch it Wouldn't want to go and tell someone or ask them if they've seen it because I think it's possible that they haven't seen it. Um, I think you know we try and recommend movies that have gone unnoticed, but I think you know the fact that it was this lower budget movie that is really gaining more traction years after it's been made um, make it one that you're going to want to go tell people because you're going to want to talk about the actual real life story with them um, after they've seen it.
1: Absolutely, and so we told you we have a uh, we have a, a little bit of a game plan for you and how to how to survive this movie because it's definitely worth your movie night. But we'll also say you should probably couple it with something that's uh, a little more lighthearted yes. afterwards. So our strategy is whatever your feel good thing is, whatever your feel good show or movie is, have that have that like in the holster, ready to yeah. go. Uh, and so our topic for tonight um, is that very question: What is your go to? Uh, feel good movie or show that you put on maybe after a scary movie or or something like that.
0: Do you really love the lamp or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp.
1: Uh, Rodney, what would yours be? I think I know the answer.
0: Uh, I mean, it's hard for it not to be the office. The office is my go-to, go-to, go-to for everything. Uh, So, you know, if, if I wanted to not be thinking about anything, I would probably pick. I'd probably pick the office.
1: All right. So we have uh, some listener interaction. Quite a few, actually. So uh, Amanda from Boston says videos of laughing babies is okay. what she'll go to to, to make herself feel better.
0: Find, like just YouTube, you think?
1: I think so. Uh, uh, Abby from New Hampshire says uh, I go to YouTube and I watch videos of Jimmy Fallon, uh, specifically his games, What's in My Box and Water Wars.
0: Okay, All right. that's a good one to add to the list.
1: Several people, including your sister, said The Office. Um, Mark Rodericks, a friend of ours, says, I usually go back in time and make the decision to not watch anything scary in the first place. It's <laughs> a, a good approach. That's
0: a, ch- that's a Chet approach.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Uh, Shannon from New York says, The Office and or bloopers from The Office. That's why I said...
0: Bloopers from The Office, Shannon, you got it, because I could watch bloopers from The Office... For the rest of my life
1: olivia from maine says bob's burgers that's a, that's great, a great one it's also an well actually yeah. just recently came off of netflix right they took it yeah, off yeah
0: they took it I, I, what a, it, what a I, shame if i could find uh, reed hastings who's the ceo of, of netflix i would wring his neck or maybe it was fox maybe fox made the decision to pull it off i don't know but boy did i love that show yeah
1: that's a shame angel from kansas city says videos of my granddaughter
0: oh okay yeah that's that's, that's, awesome. that's cute yeah
1: absolutely and uh, partner, good, old, yeah. good old Matt Josephs from the Checked Out in Jersey podcast. What did he say? Ironically says uh, deliverance. <laughs> so he just <laughs> it's wants It's clearly, clearly not a feel good.
0: He, he, just, he just wants more of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, lastly, there we have uh, Christian from Pennsylvania also says The Office. Now, he's one of probably 15 people who, who said The Office.
0: Chet, what do you say?
1: Uh, my go-to it oftentimes is The Office. Parks and Rec is one for me too. Um, but something that honestly I do. Is I'll put on Sports Center or ESPN or whatever, and just watch whatever it is, whether it be highlights from the day or f- any type of game. I don't care I'll, if I put that on; it's much. It's it's soothing. It's my uh, my therapy.
0: My original office, like the original show that was the office for me, was King of Queens. Yeah, we and had someone say that. Actually. Oh, really? I yeah. was King of Queens. If someone could please figure out how to get that on some digital distribution, um, I I will pay. Not any sum of money, but a higher than average sum of money to get that. Because I have all this piece of
1: paper is called a check. Write any number (laughs) on that and I will pay it.
0: Except it has to be less than a (laughs) hundred. Um, but no, it's, uh, I have all like the entire season collection, but it's like hundreds of, it's not hundreds, but it's so many DVDs and you get like, you know, an hour and a half. An hour and a half is not enough like TV. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. when you to just a show to like just keep playing. Yeah. You run out. It's like four episodes and it's just not enough.
1: You're stuck. So that, that's, our, uh, that's our, our plan for you. If, if you're going to watch this movie and we highly recommend that you do, uh, have something ready to go. Something that's feel good. Uh, something that you can go to bed uh, without thinking about Dear Zachary as much. Talk about it the next day instead.
0: And uh, something that you don't want to have ready to go. Would be a movie to avoid.
1: Our movie to avoid. That's right.
0: There's an old saying in
1: Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If Fool me, we can't get fooled again. Uh, so the last few weeks, our movie to avoid has been picked uh, by me. And that's just because Rodney's been a little busy. But this one i've not seen and i'm not going to see because i trust rodney and he's telling us today the movie to avoid for the week is what
0: it follows and chet also he maybe doesn't want to say that it follows it follows okay. it follows um chet also doesn't want to say that one of the reasons he also would never have seen it anyways because it's a it's a scary movie can't do it and he he, he be much it. like march roderick's uh goes back in time and has never seen one ever not never
1: i just don't prefer them
0: um but I would have follows, to have seen
1: them to know I don't prefer them. Right.
0: You could, you know, just assume you don't like them. Yeah. Like there's definitely the trailer.
1: Yeah. That that's true. I guess I take you that back. Get
0: the feeling almost like somebody who smells a certain food and says, I don't need to eat that to know. I don't like it. Curry. Yeah. You don't like curry. Anyway, let's talk about it. Follows. It follows, um, was a movie that I was excited to see. Cause I do. Um, I don't like horror movies, but I like thrillers. And so this kind of border bordered on both. um, has really great reviews, less, less. I feel like it has really high critic reviews and less so fan reviews,
1: which is important. I'm glad you say that because, again, I always like to specify that this segment is not just us finding a bad movie and killing it, it's finding a movie that other people are saying is good and we're telling you yep. would be a waste of your
0: time. Yep. And I understand that probably most people who would be listening to a podcast about movies might want to make up their own mind, and if they do, that's fine. Not Come our back. podcast. Come- come back to yeah but you know i'm just saying like if somebody on here is like oh i you know i've wanted to see it anyway come back to me and tell me what you think i think that it's a movie that is unique there's a lot of things you know i, I think much like you we did shimmer lake recently and a lot of like the content of it seems like it would be good and this was a movie that i was excited about because of the concept and it and it's a scary movie like it's one that is a thriller like it's going to work but the only thing is is that there's a lot of like just components of it that leave you with a lot of questions. Um, real quickly, what is it about? Like, yeah, so real quickly, it's, in a nutshell, yeah, in a nutshell, what it's about is, um, it basically starts with a girl going on a date, um, and they end up having sex, and he then tells her, Listen, what I just did, you now have this thing, it's not an STD, gonorrhea. What it is is, uh, this you're going to be followed a baby you're going to oh. be followed by this presence that is going to try and kill you and the only Gunneria. way you can like continue to run for you have basically two options you can continue to run from it or you can have sex with somebody else and it will now try and kill that person what the heck so that's it's an allegory for stds but I that one think, that you pass no. on <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, like it but it's one that like it's yeah. like a weird game of tag yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly what it is. And so, like, the story has these interesting twists. In, like, I mean, I think as you watch it, it's... That would but,
1: definitely happen to you. <laughs> yes. I, I know it.
0: <laughs> I would have sex with someone and I would have an STD, or you're saying that I would be followed by a presence. Why
1: would I be joking about you having an STD? No, I, I'd be like... He'd be like, yeah, Chet, you're never going to believe it. And then she said that, like, I, I, I'm I, going to be murdered unless I sleep with somebody
0: else. I was like... I but I like it to be meaningful. <laughs> um, so it it's, <laughs> it's, uh I don't know. So the, the concept is okay. The concept is there and critics obviously have decided that they like it, but I think I would venture to guess that most critically thinking people will sit there and look at it and say, this movie creates way too many questions to really, and the ending, and the ending is poor and it has a bad ending. Like it has one of those like confusing, um, uh ambiguous endings that make you go like okay you know and
1: i feel like that's a lot of horror movies though and even though like i know i say i hate them i have watched a lot of them and yeah. i feel like you just described okay there's something about it that like there's always like a sex scene okay then there's always like this the killer or yeah. something that's coming to kill them yeah. and then potentially an ending that's just like wait you didn't really think the ending out at all
0: yeah and so in this case though i feel like it's a movie to avoid because you're going to hear a lot of people talk about it. Like, was this critically acclaimed movie, but notice as if you are going to decide to watch it or if you're avoiding it, notice that critics have rated it higher than fans have. Like it's one of those movies, not, you know, I think the inverse is frequently the case. Mm -hmm. Um, and in this, in this one, it's not. Um, so I know that I've talked with another close friend of mine and he had the same reaction. Like, he was really excited because he's in the same boat as me. Heard that it was great. Watched it and was like, what? Yeah. And um, that's what I think you'll leave this movie feeling.
1: Got it. Got it. So, I wasn't going to see it. Now, I'm definitely still not going to see it. Yeah, good. Okay? Feel good? All right. We're
0: good? I feel like I did my job.
1: Fantastic. Uh, so, I referenced Matt from Checked Out in Jersey. And if you're joining us for the first time, uh, Checked Out in Jersey... Is this really fun podcast that is uh, starts out as a Facebook live show every Monday night, uh, which then they turn the recording into a podcast, and they invited Rod- Rodney. You are what are you doing over there? I'm Just stretching. They invite Rodney and I uh, every week to come on and do a, a movie segment. So we tell them our movie of the week, and we also have to uh, hear what they have to say about our pick from the previous week. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, yes. and we do. We're now doing a combined contest with them for our listeners and theirs, uh, where. They have a question of the week each week for us, uh, for our listeners, and we have one for theirs, where if you answer, you can go to downinjerseycontest at gmail.com and be immediately entered in to win the two prizes, which are what?
0: Uh, They would be either, uh, if you're in the New Jersey area, um, you can go on a brewery tour with um, Matt, Pete, myself, and Chet. I'll be there. You'll be there. And uh, we're gonna go on a brewery tour, and then afterwards go into the studio and record uh, record a live episode.
1: One of theirs and one of ours.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so you'll get to you'll get to see both of those things happen. And um, the other gift, if you're not if you're not in the area, would be a big box of magic, which is um, essentially a a box that is for. You know, dads who want to impress their their kids with these magic tricks. So it kind of explains how to do a number of different magic tricks. It's uh, it's something that's been put out by the same people who did Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, uh, another very successful game. Uh, so it's people who you know understand understand successful games, and I think this is uh, a. A pretty good package for either you if you are a father with young kids or if you know uh if you know of a father with young kids i think it'd make a great gift for that person as well
1: i agree and if even if you're not in the jersey area but you're in between boston and jersey rodney and i are driving down so hey if you need a ride let us know yeah and we'll probably say hey well sorry call, call an uber <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll tell you we'll, t- we'll we'll refer you to the local taxi company
1: so the question of the week you ready for this rodney I hope so. Okay, so the question is, uh, do those jeans make your wife-slash-girlfriend's butt look big? Actually, because we have a mixed-gender audience, what I'll say is, does that outfit make your significant other look bad? Because you can be honest here.
0: Are you... Is it like wife slash girlfriend? Is it, like it's, is it also implying that there's like an affair infidelity happening?
1: Why would that ever imply that?
0: <laughs> like Why if, in
1: the world? If you have both. No. Okay, I get what you're saying. No, that's not the implication. <laughs> I think the real question is, how do you handle when the significant other doesn't look...
0: Is wearing something that you don't like. Maybe
1: isn't as flattering as what you'd maybe hope for. Do, what's the approach?
0: I feel you should teach me.
1: To be honest, I, this,
0: I feel this like you owe like. an explanation.
1: We've already determined that my girlfriend, we've talked about this many times, is way out of my league. We've talked about it on this podcast. We've talked about it on Checked Out in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I don't run into that. However, I know for a fact that she runs into that with me all the time, and she just tells me, Oh, you're going to wear that shirt? <laughs> That's her approach.
0: Well, wait, let's just say, hypothetically, she put on an outfit that was intended for you to say something.
1: Like she said, like... Like,
0: I'm not saying, obviously, you know, not like, not like whatever, whatever Matt's question said, Whatever
1: Matt's question The actual said. question. Uh, not not in terms of,
0: Not like, in terms of, like, weight, but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, uh, she put on, like, a Brooklyn outfit. A very 90s Brooklyn outfit that she, you looked at and you're like, wow. She does do that. What about, like, like more... And she rocks it. What about early nineties like platform shoes? She put on like like spice girl shoes that were like, you know, a foot a foot tall. What would you say?
1: I'd probably say those those are definitely not for you.
0: Okay. So you'd be I, in, I would. I'd you. be I'd be honest.
1: Because I feel like that's that you're not making a comment about like her but rather the the
0: shoes. So then back to Matt's question, because mm-hmm. I feel like we we've sidestepped it. Mm-hmm. Do you address it or not? The shoes? No. If it's something, if it's something that's not as easy as take off those shoes.
1: <laughs> not as easy as take, I, how about this? I'll report back to you when, if, and when that that's happens. A
0: side step. That's a sidestep. N- that's a sidestep. No, step. because I, I think,
1: genuinely have not had to deal with that.
0: I know. That's not the question. The question is.
1: So in a, like a hypothetical. In, in the hypothetical, what um, do you do? Um, Man, I don't know. I think in all things I try to answer honestly,
0: right? No. Right. No no. no. <laughs> I believe in... I'm not saying you know. I'm saying me no. Uh I think there's there's room in life for white lies. White lies. There's room in, there's room in life for it. Yeah. Because there's nothing there's nothing to be gained in the moment because to tell someone that The fact is too Hey, those jeans make you look fat. Also whatever else you're going to put on mm, might hide it, but maybe it won't.
1: But to be honest too, like that that's because it even even really a white lie because it's not an objective fact either way you're giving an opinion or not giving an opinion. So like, if I were to say like, like Chet, is that, is that drink tasty? And I'm just like, I mean, not really. Or I could say, yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's not like a lot, like there's no objective, like there's no fact attached to that. It's just an opinion.
0: Right. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that there's a place for, like you said, th- you know, making sure that you're saying the right thing, focused on the right thing, because uh Ronnie, how do I look tonight? You look wonderful, man. Just oh, like boy. you always do. Oh, boy. Okay. How'd that do? Well, I feel worse. <laughs> Me too. That didn't, that certainly didn't solve anything.
1: Well, submit your answer to downinjerseycontest at gmail.com and get creative.
0: I told you not to give details.
1: Yeah, well, you're the one who gave me the details. Boy, speaking of details, this movie is chock full of them.
0: I don't know how we're going to transition from that to now talking about the saddest thing in in history.
1: I was hoping to give this episode a little bit of a balance to not be completely sad.
0: No, it's good. But I, I do have to say, this movie obviously leads to the ultimate surprise that... Yeah. ...that... The, the the son Zachary that is, Zachary was born who this movie was for yeah and is aging throughout the course of the movie as well yeah, it's like a toddler kind of a custody right custody battle between mm-hmm. um the woman who he had a baby with mm-hmm. who was also the suspected and probably well Presu- presumed birth, killer presumed right killer um
1: like regardless of whether or not she killed him which. All, but all, it, everything points to the fact that she probably did. Yeah. Regardless of that, the, like the kid should not have been with her. Like, there's she was not fit to raise. And we don't we don't need to get into bless you. We don't need to get into the the story too too much because at this point you've either already watched the movie or you you know like we don't need to tell you all the details. Yeah, but yeah. But the so, but you're you're leading up to the so, the main twist.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, so the main twist I think was was shocking to me and and heartbreaking because I like, I think which I, was that which was that the the Zachary himself Zachary is get, also gets killed yeah. uh it was uh yeah also gets killed um by by his mother
1: which is what we were when we were saying that the the twists and turns were not preconceived is you know as as the director as the writer as he's making this movie, Zachary is not dead yet right. and throughout the process of him making the movie Zachary gets killed right, and so he completely changes the the direction of the film obviously and and to his credit continued to make the film although it initially was for zachary he then made it for like talking about a bigger point
0: right i think that these have an impressive way of getting people to care about topics that when covered in the news people don't care about as well i mean making a murderer granted i don't know how like how impactful or how long-lasting the effects are but serial making a murderer. I don't know how long people will be interested in this topic, but it feels like telling stories this way, like a well-told story about something that has happened, is a great way to engage people and get people's, you know, thinking about these different topics.
1: It's because, I mean, in my opinion, it's because we're not binary. You know, like when we hear a story in the news, it can get just lost in the, you know continuing you know groupings of stories that we hear over and over again but when we when we hear it told this way we connect to a story we connect to the people attached we hear more about the context and we start to feel for the people as we get to know the people more uh you know it's why it's why movies do all that they do to do character development along with plot points without character development we wouldn't care about the plot points in fictional stories and so it's the same in non-fiction it's because we're not binary beings. You know, we, we have feelings, we have emotions. Um, you know, I, I personally, you know, we, we don't really get into this, but I believe uh, we're created to have feelings and emotions um, and, uh, you know, as part of who we are as humans. And so that's why when a story is given this way, um, I think it it strikes different chords than just hearing it in a five-minute news segment.
0: Yeah, and I, I just think, you know, the you know, the whole getting a whole perspective on it or it being told in a narrative format so that you're listening kind of a beginning to end, but you're getting all of these details really allows you to have a complete understanding of something versus just having a snippet of news and trying to make a reaction, you know, which is potentially siding with, you know, one person or another who has more details than you do. And you're just kind of making a quick decision. Um, you know, these I feel like you end up hearing a lot more rational or good conversations that come out of it because people aren't just freaking out about like the one little element that they know, but talking in depth details of of different stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I'm curious to see how long it lasts. But I got to tell you, I have a huge appetite for this style of of movie and just this like this this topic, you know, true crime type stuff,
1: and also fast food.
0: That too. Are you
1: glad that Movie Rob recommended it to us?
0: Oh, Movie Rob. Such a good one.
1: How did he do that?
0: He uh, he did that recommendation by going to downthehallpodcast.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. Uh, and you can submit a movie that you want us to check out.
1: We actually got another one three days ago. Really? Yeah. What is it's, it? It's uh, Taking Chance from 2009 and it has a, it's funny because it has a descriptive sentence. It says, make sure you watch the one with Kevin Bacon, Not Taking Chances, which is a tween film with Justin Long. Be careful. Ooh. So, taking chance. I could see myself uh, watching taking <laughs> chances. And saying,
0: like, pretty good, actually. I don't <laughs> yeah. think Chet will like You're it, such but... a sucker
1: for movies like that. Yeah. yeah. Movies that have a 5.4 on IMDb are definitely. Ten of rodney's favorite movies of all time
0: <laughs> not favorite movies of all time Dad. justin long in not, it. not not favorite movies of all time they're just movies that they're easy it's, it's the like, movies you
1: put on after watching something disturbing or scary ex- exactly yeah i or get just, that just no there's a place for that for sure it's
0: it's the equivalent of fast food for mo- it it's yep, no you're right is it better than a steak dinner obviously it's justin not.
1: long is the taco bell of hollywood
0: exactly and Taco Bell serves a purpose.
1: Well, thanks again to Movie Rob. And like Rodney said, go to our website and you can recommend a movie for us as well. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Down the Hall Guys, uh, and you can email us if you want to at downthehallpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Oh, my foot just cramped up.
1: Podcasting is a real is a real struggle. Rodney literally ah! left his microphone uh, with a cramp. Well, thanks again. Oh! <laughs> I'm Chet. And over there on the floor is Rodney, we're down all guys.